This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. Let's talk about um, earnest money disputes because I brought this up before. Um, there was an article, and I brought this article up about three weeks ago as well, where um, if, the, if the deal doesn't happen, who gets the earnest money? Well, if a deal doesn't happen, you know, I'm not an attorney, but I'm going to use their expression. It depends. Right. I mean, uh, exactly. you know, what's the reason why right. uh, somebody might not get their earnest uh, money back? Uh, yeah. Did they default on the contract? I mean, even by self-admission, uh, I'm right. the buyer. I'm out, I have no contingencies left. Uh, I don't want the house. Uh, the con- our, our contract uh, has in it. Our meaning we're all using the, the GLVAR contract. Yeah, our yes. local association right. uh, form. Uh, if I default, uh, the seller gets it. Yeah. But now, then again, there's a lot of disputes about in, in other situations. So we'd have to deal with uh, on a case by case. I mean, if you of course. come okay, up so, with an example, so it would be fair to say in general terms that um, that uh, if I cancel based on any one of the contingencies that's allowed, and I do it within a timeline of that contingency, the, and I'm the buyer, I would get my earnest money back. Uh, generally speaking. Okay. I think it's important to mention a couple things about earnest money disputes, Steve. First of all, um, uh, irregardless of what our GLVR contract says, where it says you can automatically get the money back if you cancel based on some contingency, uh, you're not going to get it back unless both parties agree to sign. The escrow companies don't like giving the money away until they know that both parties are in agreement. Yeah, I mean, they've got their own uh, uh, liabilities. Yeah. And, and there is something within the... Uh, uh, the contract itself uh, about if there's uh, counter demands made. Right. And so if uh, if a seller sa- uh, makes a demand to the title company, says, okay, I want the money they defaulted, the buyer makes a demand saying, I want it, they're not they're not going to release any money right. by interpreting the contract or taking anybody's word for it. They'd be have a lot of liability if they right. were uh, didn't get uh, mutual agreement. So then it could go, end up going to mediation. Uh, the parties could agree to mediate first uh, uh, and or it could go to small claims court. Well, if it, there's, there is a mediation uh, clause in the, our purchase agreement. Mm-hmm. If they agree to do that, it's not binding, no. but they would be compelled to go. Right. It's only binding if they agree to it. I think it's important to understand from, a, I mean, a buyer says, gee, that's my money. I want my money back. I, I'm not buying the house. I should get my money back. But the, what the buyer has to recognize is that um, if the transaction's gone 30 or 40 days and at the last minute, for whatever reason, the buyer decides to cancel, um, the seller's been damaged. There's been damage done to the seller. Their house has been off the market. Uh, they've had to carry the cost of the property for that period of time with the idea that they were going to be selling it at this specific moment. And now you've decided not to do it. So there is financial damage to the seller. And that's what that earnest money is about. Interestingly enough, most recently, I've noticed that a lot of buyer's agents, and, and I think it's uh, uh, buyers, I should say, and I think they're doing it on advice of the buyer's agents, are coming in with less than what I would say is recommended earnest money. And here's what happens in my mind, as a listing agent, I get concerned because I'm thinking, okay, the house is, uh, say a house is listed for $400,000 and we're asking the buyer to put in $6,000 worth of earnest money. We usually use around one and a half percent of the prices is what we usually use. But then they come in with $3,000 worth of earnest money. And and I always wonder why. Okay, so, and my problem is this, Steve, and I'll, let, me, yeah. let me elaborate a little more. Sure. What, what the buyer is saying to me is, is that, gee, there's a chance I might lose this. I don't want it to be 6000 I only want it to be three. And in my mind, that's like, what are you worried about? It's your money. The only way you're going to lose it is if you default. 
So I, t- tell me where well, I'm wrong on that. No, you're not wrong. Earnest money, the amount that somebody, it's it's negotiable, right? Of course it is. I mean, the listing agent and consultant. They make a suggestion. They make a suggestion. Right. So they put in, you want 6000 okay? It's negotiable, right. right? Right. However, earnest money is psychological. In other words, you're uh, asking That's for 6000 what message does it send the seller if you only give three? Right. What message would it send you're asking for six and you're offering 10? This has been Las Vegas Real Estate Now. Thanks for listening. And remember to tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. on 101.5 FM, 720 AM KDWN.